Because if you've ever asked this existential question, why are we here? He has a pretty interesting answer. I'm not saying I completely 100% agree with his answer, but it brought me some level of satisfaction. Hello and welcome to The Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Aviel. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you doing? I am doing great. So I read this book upon your recommendation called The Seed of the Soul. And it's been quite a very fascinating read. And I thought we'd probably review it on our podcast today. I, I read it too this week just to review it because it had been a while since I hadn't read it. Um, I actually first read the Dancing Wooly Masters. That's the first book that he did. Um, he basically, I think his roommate was a physicist and he basically like interrogated him over like, or her, I, I'm not sure, I can't remember now, like on physics and he got really deep into quantum physics. So when we started, when they started measuring things that were very small, they realized that all the Newtonian rules went out the window and that led him into this crazy journey that led to his his writing of The Seat of the Soul. Yeah, it's been a really fascinating read. I also read a few reviews online, which I know I should always stay away from the internet when it comes to things like this. <laughs> and it was, it was very polarizing. Some of the reviews were like, how does he know all of this? Like, how can he make all these bold claims? You know, especially he talks about like souls and he said individuals have individual souls or humans have individual souls and like, animals have group souls. And he's like, what is he talking about? How can you make such bold claims? But then at the same time, there was a common message throughout the whole book. One message was love over fear, or we have two main distinct emotions, which is love and fear. And the other message throughout the whole book was cultivate your inner power over your outer power, or what he calls the authentic power. And of course, we all agree with this, right? Because if you just try to cultivate outer power, and by outer power is basically how far up the ladder you climb in your career, or how you know, powerful you are in your community, or how much authority do you have over other people that are around you, or even in your city or your country, that's all outer external power, which can be taken away from you any minute now. And you can see that within like people that are high up in the ranks, right? Politicians or CEOs or any C-level executives, they'll really cling on to those titles and to those seats of power because they don't want to let go. And the minute you take them out of those seats, they're suddenly like lost because they feel like, the rug's been ripped out from underneath them. And who are they as an individual anymore if they don't have that power or that command over these people? It's, it's easy to get lost too with the spiritual stuff as well. Um, I think there's a big balance because I've been on both ends of the equation. I got so fanatical about spirituality when I was in my early to mid 20s that the motivation was not quite there. So I was denying also my biology. And it's very important that 
I think we all understand, and I think you're very aware of this as well, is that we are in this physical body or this meat suit also to develop this physical side as well. And it's the book makes it very clear to have this balance between like the physical and then the spiritual. And I wanted to touch also on the soul aspect. Um, I think I, I think they call it oversoul. Basically, there's like this head soul that that um, in the book they talk about the the major soul though that's shared with all these different personalities. And because it, in quantum physics there's not really time, then you get to evolve not only yourself in this soul, but also all the other souls that would share the oversoul of that soul and make the vertical leap instead of the horizontal, which is on this earthly plane. And I might have just thrown this out for a loop. And any of you out there looking at it, just don't judge it quite yet. Just read into it. Um, get a copy of the book. and It'll explain it a lot better than I did. But the main message remains clear that we must look and pay attention to our emotions because basically that's how your soul is speaking to you. And by doing so, you start getting an insight on what is it your true life's purpose. Also start focusing on your intentions. You know, are you doing this out of the kindness of your heart or are you doing this because you might impress somebody? Because if you're if you're sacrificing and you're not doing things because you're not doing it for yourself or for your soul and you're doing it for others, you're, you're missing the point. You're not really growing from it. You're just doing sacrifice without any growth. So that was also very interesting. And the other aspect was karma. Do you want to take away, take us away with the karma aspect of this? Since, uh, Wait, I mean, I I actually want to touch back on the horizontal versus vertical because he gave examples over there. By the way, it escapes me if we mention the name of the book and the author, but it's called Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov. 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 And you can go to the the website. I mean, we're going to have all these links in the show notes, but you can go to the website and just read the book on the website if you don't want to pay for it, but you can download it, read it, whatever. And, um, and he's been featured by the Oprah book club and he's been on Oprah several times. Um, so yeah, going back to the horizontal versus the vertical, he's like, if you are basically your, let's say you're a businessman or you're an engineer or you're a teacher, any of these things, any of the professions that you do, and you just get really good at that profession, going from one job to the other and the other, and just you know, going up in your career ladder. But he's like, that's still on the horizontal, like this physical or material plane of existence. You are not growing vertically. And for him, vertical growth is basically anything you do to grow as an individual at a conscious level, as at, at a consciousness level, right? And so anything you can do to further the agenda of your soul or grow consciously or evolve consciously as the soul on this planet, then you're doing vertical growth. Reading books like these or meditating or any kinds of spiritual endeavors that you take on, then you are 
evolving the consciousness of your soul or evolving the goals that the soul came on this planet to. Of course, if you feel all of this is very esoteric, you don't have to subscribe to it. You know, you can use some of the other things that he has in the book. And like you mentioned, Ariel, uh, the whole thing of karma. And for me, it's, it's interesting because I grew up with all of those philosophies coming from India. And the whole concept and logic behind karma has been ingrained in me since childhood, right? It's like what goes around comes around and you accumulate this karmic debt within this lifetime. And based on this karmic debt at the end of your life, it depends on what, how you reincarnate all over again. So not, not to mention that you have karmic debt from previous lifetimes that you need to pay off in this lifetime. And, you know, the other souls that you come in contact with. So, for example, you and I making this podcast together, maybe there was a karmic connection from a previous lifetime and that's what brought us together. Or maybe we are creating new karma in this lifetime. Who knows? Um, I've, I've heard a lot of times like you end up in uh, relations or you end up having children because you owe karmic debt to your children that you need to pay off because that's a way of service that you need to pay off. Anyway, I think I'm going off on a tangent with all of this karma talk, but I know he touched on it a little bit in the book. And then what, what the parts that I loved the most about the book was two things. The one was the conscious evolution, what we are here on the planet to do. And the other one was the two different kinds of relationships that you can have. Because if you've ever asked this existential question, why are we here? He has a pretty interesting answer. I'm not saying I completely 100% agree with his answer, but it brought me some level of satisfaction when I heard his answer. And he was like, envision that you are part of this inverted pyramid where you are at the bottom of this pyramid. And then each layer that you go above is your part of a different aspect or facet of you. So you go above one layer, you're part of a country. You go above one layer, you're part of a gender. You go above one layer, you're part of a race. You go above one layer. At the topmost layer, you're part of humanity. So you took birth as this individual, like in my case, Bodhi or UABL. You took birth as these unique individuals, but you are still faceted and part of these holes that comprise of humanity. And it's our responsibility as these individuals to further evolve what it means to be a man, what it means to be a teacher, what it means to be an engineer, what it means to be a lawyer, what it means to be a politician. And if we evolve all these different aspects of ourselves, then as a whole, as humanity, we can evolve. And that was a very satisfying answer as to like, why are we here? It's also very important too, to realize that once you start taking all those layers away, then you can start truly seeing the person for who they are and their soul. And speaking of all the controversies that, that's been happening based on racism, 
that's another layer that we need to stop looking through. We need to start peeling away, you know, those layers of social, you know, equality, like people, social classes need to start disappearing so that we could see the individual and the work starts with the self. But going back to the karma, we've talked about this before. You're born with a certain karma. In science, we're starting to realize that our DNA is holding information that it's passed on from our parents. Like the traumas that they had gets encoded in the DNA and we get to experience that karma or that DNA in this life. Um, for instance, when they were doing stimuli on rats, they would expose them to a certain stimuli and then shock them. So then their offspring were exposed to the same stimuli and they became frightened without ever receiving the shock. So there's it, it a clear correlation of this gene transferring the, the, the trauma, the, the emotional trauma into the offspring. So it's not, it's not a religion. It's not a belief that karma comes from previous lives. It's a fact that this biology has pent up emotional stuff that needs to be worked out. Also, I didn't grow up with the term karma, but I did grow up with the term the golden rule. And that's very important also because do unto others as you like them to do unto you goes so far into how we perceive the world. Because if we're also we're always doing something to get something, we're we're gonna see a world that's depleted, that's that's not abundant, that's that's lacking, that's coming out of fear, and that vertical rise to me comes every time I make a decision. If it comes from love instead of fear, I grow. So every every opportunity I get to interact with somebody or something, if I choose to see it through my lens, my my evolved lens of of spirit, a spirit instead of this limited uh, meat suit, I get to make a decision based on love. And that makes me grow. Also, those relationships, we, we need to start realizing that all those relationships, like your relationship and mine, and are getting together to do this podcast, I believe it goes beyond this, this lifetime. Like the relationships that we have with our parents and our siblings, are significant ones. Like the people that have caused you the most amount of trauma in your life has an intimate relationship with you that goes beyond our field of awareness. And it to me, when Tony Robbins, um, this motivational speaker and entrepreneur, um, starts talking to his clients about thanking those people that hurt them the most because they're the ones that are helping them do the most amount of growth. I truly believe that. There's these contracts that we have made that we're so unaware of that, have, that we have volunteered to go through this mess so that we can become amazing, powerful human beings. Yeah, I just want to add to that. Uh, someone today told me that we choose our parents because we have things to learn from them. And I could not agree more. Because I know I chose my parents because I had so many different lessons to learn from them that I did not want to repeat in this lifetime. Now, that's been my, I wouldn't say struggle, but that's been my journey. And uh, it still continues. I don't think it's, you know, it's complete. Um, 
the the other thing that I, as I mentioned, I wanted to touch upon that really resonated with me in this book was the thing that he talks about relationships. And, um, you know, he described like these two different kinds of relationships. One is the the one that we have on this physical plane or this material relationship. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but the traditional relationship is basically of commitment and building a family, a home and all of those things. And that's the kind of relationship or marriage that we're used to or commitment. And the other relationship that he talked about was where it's like a conscious union or a spiritual union where you come together and the sole goal or the sole purpose of that relationship is your evolution or your spiritual growth. And he said, you come together as two individuals and you know that the growth that you are both committed to each other's spiritual growth. And that is the end goal of this relationship. That relationship could end in six months, a year, or it would take a lifetime. Who knows? But as long as you are no longer committed to that goal, then that relationship ceases to exist. I thought it was really, really fascinating. I love that. I really do. I, I think that growth aspect is something that I value greatly. And it's, it's a quality that I was not going to settle for unless I got that from a partner and I got pretty lucky. Yeah. And what he said was, it's, you know, I don't think we are only ready for that kind of relationship because I don't think humanity is. So he's like a lot of people like you and uh, your wife, IBL, are having like a hybrid kind of approach where you still have that traditional qualities of a relationship, but you are also both committed to that spiritual growth and evolution of each other. So I really admire that about the two of you. And, and when he explained it that way, it really resonated with me because I feel like if you are not in a relationship where you're both committed to that kind of growth, then what's the point? At least in my case, in my personal opinion. I also wanted to talk about with, within regards to the book. Um, let me read this out loud because I thought it was really, really cool. Only a compassionate heart could address evil directly because evil cannot fight evil with evil. That just, that's like if everybody were to uh, to do an eye for an eye, the world would be blind. Have you, have you ever heard that saying? Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's so true. That, that compassion, that ability to forgive, to look at your fellow man and see that he acted out of fear and coming from love, that's how you grow. To me, that takes a lot more courage than go over and smack somebody to be able to sit down and, and have true compassion for that soul. Um, and then the other one that I really like is when an intent, let me start that again. When an intention comes from your heart, it brings the energy your, of your heart into the actions and it creates experiences for you. When an intention comes from your heart, it brings feet. When an intention is not from your heart, it brings fear into the action and it creates your experience. So by cultivating that awareness, by cultivating that compassion, 
you start to bring your heart to your daily living and your awareness of the experiences in your life will then start reflecting that love. When you start coming from fear and this limited belief system that somebody's going to hurt you or that somebody might take something away from you, which is impossible, then that starts shading your life as well. And it starts becoming this fear and it shrinks you. It, it, it limits your it limits your, your capacity to experience life. And the whole point of coming from love is so that you have you could grow in this pyramid and affect people not only at your local level, but maybe your community level or, or people like Madre Teresa started communi- uh, changing nations. So this, this evolution of, of not coming from ego and not coming from fear starts changing not only you, but those around you. Yeah, it's beautifully put. And I think the, the message over and over again of love over fear, that's like a common message in a lot of these spiritual books. And I guess just in life in general, because anytime you approach a situation, a person with love and compassion, it diffuses anger, tension, resentment. I'm not saying it's like end all be all, but more likely than not, when I see I'm judging myself and I show myself compassion, I stop suffering. I stop going into those negative tangents or those downward spirals where I'll just, you know, keep judging myself and have these self-deprecating thoughts and see no end to it whatsoever. So yeah, love over fear and show yourself some compassion and show others compassion and just vibrate with that love in your heart. So with that said, I think this is a very good book if you resonate with any of the things that we talked about. So pick up Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov and uh, check out the website. Check out his interview with Oprah, which is a very powerful interview. And uh, would you like to add anything else, Abiel? Yep, that uh, we're doing this from the heart to the heart. And we hope that you you decide to take on the journey to grow vertically so that we collectively could change the world from ch- by changing ourselves. We hope that you enjoy this, this podcast. Please share it with your friends and family and know that the spiritual path is one that not too many people take, is not one that too many people seek to, uh, to take, but I know that this community is, is in that journey and I'm so proud to be part of it. I am just so grateful that we get to do this podcast and share this passion that we have for reading these books and collecting this knowledge and disseminating this knowledge with these beautiful people that are listening to us right now. So rate, review, subscribe, and share the love as much as you can.